Welcome everybody to a new episode of the OTT podcast. My name is Tyler Thompson. I'm the editor-in-chief of Kentucky Sports Radio and tonight I'm joined by fake Barney. Barney, before we get into our Friday Night Lights rewatch, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually sitting out here with my Monday Night Lights uh, on the nice. on the on the porch. So we've got some little little ambiance switcheroo. Um, but uh, yeah, doing all right. Hanging in yeah. there, hiding from the germs. How about y'all? The same. Uh, we took last week off and just went up to the lake and pretty much turned off the world for a week. So that's why there was no new episode last week, if you all were looking. Well, I recorded um, one. You you know, you just weren't a part of it. Oh, is that how you got Buddy Garrity on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. We released that. <laughs> um, it was super secret. We got some super secret really good ratings, too, for that. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. So if you yeah, guys so are the show went in, on, you know, we didn't yeah. stop because you went on vacation. That's good. I'm glad. It's nice yeah. to hear. Um, so yeah, the last episode we did, we recapped part one of season three episodes. So episodes one through six, and it was pretty good. Things are about to change though. There's some big changes about to happen in Dylan. And they, and they always happen in the second to last episode of the season is what I'm, and then like the last episode of the season is really anticlimactic and weird. It seems like that's been the the trend for every season. Oh, I really like the last episode of this season. Well, but then, but then, like, I always feel like that it like should be the first episode. It's like they kind of hit reset and let you know like new characters and see new things and see new stuff. Instead of it being in the first episode of the new season, it's the last episode of the last one. I, it's just been it's just it's interesting. It's fun I and mean, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you guys on your in real time, are you done with the series yet? No, we've got two or three episodes left um, for the whole thing. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah really like it, like it. And Tammy yeah. is Tammy is growing on me uh, progressively throughout. I think I think you're a little unfair early on, Tammy. I was. My very first impression of Tammy is her whining about his and her closets. It wasn't and a great. So, it wasn't a great pilot for Tammy. And we I'll don't get what I've been what I've been calling Tam sass until <laughs> until the next the very first episode that we'll talk about next time is when Tam sass really comes into its own and you start to like think that she's awesome. Yeah, and I don't think I think we kind of brushed on this in one of the, like the really early episodes we did. How if you look at the DVD art. It starts, you know, Coach Taylor and Street and, you know, yes. a lot of the players. And then slowly but surely, Tammy kind of takes over the cover <laughs> art. Yeah, and then, and then on the iTunes one, she's like, raw, like right there. Yeah. We laughed about the, the iTunes art as well because um, now that we're, like, further along, like, all the people that are on the iTunes art are, like, not even in the show. So it's funny. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we're about to go through a, a monumental shift with the show, but we're not there yet. First, we got to check in with uh, John Rayburn. So if you guys are just listening to this podcast, it's also available on our YouTube channel because we're doing it on Zoom. So if you watch on Zoom, you can see our virtual backgrounds. Mine KSR is still, Digital. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Mine is still Buddy Garrity with the Dylan Panthers clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose golf cart. And you can't see Tyler, but she's doing her best weather person um, imitation there. This is kind of, and, it's harder and, than I thought it'd be. And went the wrong way to start off with. Well, because like, like the Zoom buddy. is mirrored. So That's like... the way it is when you're a weather person. Have you ever taken a tour of a, of a TV studio and seen like 
the weather person set up with the green screen and how they have to do the whole broadcast staring into a mirror. It's so weird. That is weird. We went on, I went on a tour of the Today Show studio with uh, my sister, like 15, no, maybe not 15, 10 or 15 years ago. Uh-huh. And, but we didn't, they didn't have like the weather part. Like, they didn't they let didn't you like that. go and stand there in front of the green screen and stuff. No, if you do but, that, if you do that at the local, like the local TV, like when you're, I mean, you're too old to do it now. But <laughs> I could just go into like LEX 18. Yeah, like, if you, What's if up, you chaperoned an elementary school trip to the, to that, then <laughs> they would let you try to do the weather probably. I know that's kind of, that's kind of like the big highlight. And, um, and I remember being a kid and just being completely like just my respect for the weather people. Well, you're a weather nerd. So. I know, but then not only do you have to be a nerd, but you have to be able to like do that stuff in front of a mirror, which, I mean, you have a college degree from a fancy, fancy school in North Carolina, and you just went the wrong way. So I'm just saying it's a lot harder than it That's looks. That's very true. I agree. I got, so gassed, I got gassed by your school the other day. Oh, really? It's like yeah. a roundabout. It's so rich. It's like they the didn't whole, used like to have rich that area. Yeah. Yeah. When I was at Davidson, yeah. they did not have the roundabout. They have like double roundabouts. Now. Oh, there's roundabouts like every three, every few feet. There's another roundabout. And yeah. they have like a really nice grocery store right it's a there. Harris Teeter. Yeah, I know, that's, that's where that's, I. That's that didn't I, used I, to be there. Yeah, that's where I got my gas, and I was like, "Dang, how did Tyler? I mean, just I mean, that would have bankrupted me in college right there. That one, that one trip." No, Davidson's changed a lot um, for the better. I'm glad for them. But while those kids have the fancy roundabouts and the Harris Teeter, uh, we had free laundry. Like they oh, would do nice. your laundry for you. But now they don't do the laundry for you at Davidson anymore. So you know, it's like well that just completely i mean why would why even go (laughs) instead of upper first class problems they just have first class problems so i got you yeah so we and barney has now changed the background to minka kelly and john mayer which you know we're we're getting to see the last of minka almost i mean she she comes along every now and then yeah she she makes random appearances that i just did not get but we can talk about that and later later Mm -hmm. uh podcast uh, but that was the most random time for her to show up so yeah right well we'll get there we'll get there first of all we're going to tackle season three part two which is episodes seven through thirteen um instead of kind of recapping each storyline we're going to give out our fnl on ott awards all right so barney what was your favorite storyline of the second half of season three mm, um i hated the Jason street um, stuff at the beginning, but then Uh really liked it at the end. Okay. Like I really liked his story coming to a good place. Like I, I, and I, I read where somebody wrote on Twitter the other day and said that the ending of Friday night lights is like perfect. So, and so I feel like that, even though I don't know what that is yet, that, that's probably going to, I'm probably going to think that because I really liked the way that I felt like we were just spinning our wheelchair wheels with, with Jason for like all this time. And I didn't feel like it was going anywhere and the waitress storyline didn't make any sense. And then it all kind of, I feel like ended in a good place. What what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of happy to get rid of Jason Street. I don't want that to sound mean, but we we covered that in the last episode, just how his storyline kind of got exhausting. Right. Um, and confessions. So I did skip one episode in this season because I was running out of time before we were doing this. 
And it was the Jason Street and Riggins Go to New York episode. Which was like one of my favorite episodes of the whole series See, so it's far. funny you say that because when I was looking through and I was like, I remember really not liking that episode. But you said it was your one of your favorites. I, you definitely should rewatch it. I okay. loved it. Not just because I, I love New York, but I think, I think also that I was – starting to think about the thing that you said that's why you can't say anything to me about anything because i'll just remember it but like how you were saying that like they didn't have a budget and stuff and and there wasn't a lot of things going on and so i think that like just having the big switch to new york was cool and i i like them being in a different place i always liked it in the oc remember the oc episode where they went to uh I mean, you remember all, you don't remember the ones where they're sitting around the pool house as much as you do when they go to TJ and the one yeah. where they go, the one, remember the one where they went to Miami? Um, I don't, but you just rewatched that series and I haven't. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so whenever you take the folks like out, remember the friends where they go to London? Yes. Like, London, baby. Like, yeah. you know, like you, it's, whenever they go on a road trip, it's great. It's good. So I felt that way about FNL. It was cool to see them in New York and it was funny to, to see um, street feel like he could just roll up into that um, uh, agency and it was just the whole thing was great it was great yeah I mean it kind of it tied a bow like you said on his storyline and then buying know. the suits the suits were awesome they saw that one they saw a man walking down it was just so like country come to town it was perfect it was great it was like they saw a guy walking down the street and were like oh that, that got suits nice you know hey where'd you get that suit and then they spend like the whole day looking for like you know, some like designer place, they get there and they realize that it suits $2,000 and they end up like getting the two for one suits. It was just great. So I, I don't know. I mean, I just thought the whole thing was great. I thought it was, it was super like, I think everybody remembers their first time going to New York. And, yeah. And it like was- everyone, everyone has that feeling like where you're like, okay, I got this. I'm not, I'm not a complete, you know, bumpkin like i can walk around and then you realize yes you are a bumpkin (laughs) at some level we all had some kind of embarrassing moment probably yeah yeah i agree so that was not my favorite storyline of the (laughs) second half of season three um i'm gonna go it was tyra tyra's a cowboy wasn't it no 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 no. i'm gonna (laughs) go with um mindy and billy's wedding oh yeah so I just shared my screen. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the one of the many awesome pictures of Mindy and Billy's wedding, which <laughs> is just as over the top as was promised. I mean, because we kind of got to see them plan the wedding throughout the season, right? You know, it was like yeah. Tyra was worrying about the the wedding or the bridal shower, and you know, Mindy picked out her dress and it had wings on the back, and like it almost showed her butt crack. And <laughs> there were just so many great things about it. Yeah, and the wedding was awesome. The outfits are just—I mean, we're looking at them now, but they were just so great. The yeah. fluorescent lights in the ceiling. I mean, there's just so <laughs> much. The wood paneling, like it looks like it was. I mean, what kind of room has wood paneling and fluorescent lights? Uh, some kind of like Elks Lodge or something. Yeah, VFW. Pretty, pretty <laughs> legit. Yeah. Um, what, one of the many things I loved about it is, and this is kind of going along with why I love the season finale, is it's a great narrative device to wrap up a season because yes. you get to check in on multiple couples slash characters right. at one event 
and you kind of get to go around the room and see how everybody's doing. And there were so many real moments with so many <laughs> of the like characters. When the, like when the tailors were like, why are we here? Like we don't <laughs> even know these people. Yeah, that was great. Um, Saracen broke his grandmother out of the nursing home and brought her, which I thought was really sweet. I know I'm uh, sure you hated it, but. Yeah, I was, I was, I mean, it was getting toward the end of the season. So I was hoping that grandma would trip and fall and that would be the end of it. But, <laughs> but no, we still, still, still got grandma going on. But it was really sweet how he went to the nursing home and like, you know, brought her out and got her dressed up and all that. I thought it was just really sweet. Tammy and Eric, like you said, were great. Um, you had the really interesting moment with Tyra and Riggins kind of having that realization that, you know what, this is this can't go on. For the and how many times is this now? I know, right? They are the ultimate off and on in this series. But it, I like that they, they came to a realistic conclusion about both of their futures. It's like he knew that she couldn't pass on Vanderbilt and she knew that she couldn't pass on Vanderbilt. I had a note and I don't know what it means that I wrote while I was watching this. And I said, it's alive when Tyra walks out of room. <laughs> it's alive. What is that? I don't know. I think it was something somebody said that was funny. Oh, I remember what it was. Um, Somebody, somebody walked out of a room. I guess it was Tyra. I don't think it was Tyra though. I think maybe I autocorrected the Tyra, but it, somebody was like asleep or lethargic or something. And they walked and they got up and moved or they like were like passed out and they moved and somebody goes, it's alive. And like, like it was like, you know what I'm talking about? Was that maybe when Tyra, um, when Landry like passed out and missed the bus to state? Yes. Yes, yeah. I think that was it. And Tyra, <laughs> somebody goes, it's alive. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That made me laugh. I, I wrote that down. It's alive when Tyra walks out of room. So <laughs> I think that's what that means. But I liked that part. Gotcha. gotcha. Me, anytime that I laugh out loud at a TV show in 2020, like not because 2020 is so like 2020, right. but like just because – we've kind of all seen it all when it comes to comedy and humor and on TV and what to expect. And I feel like that if a TV show after all the media that you and I watch like constantly, that if a TV show can make me like laugh out loud at yep. a scene, that's a pretty rare thing. I feel like, are you like this that you always laugh whenever you're with other people, but if you're by yourself, you don't laugh. Kind of. Yeah, because like, I think it's like you want to engage the person that you're you're watching. It I with. noticed it when I used to go to Super Bowl parties with a youth group when I was growing up. <laughs> so like, you know, you'd get, and there would be a commercial that came on and I would just be like, <laughs> like laughing at it. And, when it, and then I realized that when I was by myself watching those commercials, I like never laughed. I would just sit there and like look at the commercial and I might be like, oh, that's funny. But like it wouldn't actually make me like guffaw. Right. Yeah, right. well, it's, it's like part of one. Are you like, like that too, or is that just me? I'm sure I am. Like, there's stupid stuff that I'll laugh at when we're watching TV. That if it was just me sitting there by myself, come on, I, yeah. But that that line when they when when it was like passed out and moved, and they were like, "It's alive!" Like for some reason, it just 
it hit my funny bone and I wrote so it that yeah that was uh my Billy Gillespie moment of the season actually oh really okay. um when Landry, Landry yeah Landry passes out after partying the night before state he misses the bus <laughs> and he has to have Tyra drive him because he's too drunk like there's that great moment where he's like he gets Tyra to come over or whatever and he's like yeah you're gonna have to drive me because I'm too drunk like it, it just so Billy G. That was um, that was really Billy G. Yeah. So speaking of Tyra, she had a, you know probably my second most favorite or my second favorite storyline of the season because you know she kind of got her character arc and she ends up going to the school that she wants to go to and she writes the the essay which I was gonna get your thoughts on the essay like with with Landry like yeah when they're in the car and she's. Oh, where yeah. she like, where he pushed her and she starts like saying like she's, and he's like, yes, write that. Yeah. That was really good. So you thought it was good. You didn't think it was cringeworthy? No, the most cringeworthy moment was coach walking in. On That's what I had to. And, and this, and this is an underlying problem that I have with Friday night lights. Oh God. Just in general. And this, and this, and we continue to notice this. I think we brought it up. I mean, okay, what do you think I'm going to say? What is, the most, what is the most ridiculous, unrealistic thing about that whole scene? The timing. Like, no. Okay, wrong. what is it? The door is wide open. It's a small town, though. You never, ever are going to leave your door just open like that. And, like, and so they're, they're doing their stuff, and the door's, like, open. And that's the first thing that me and Baby Bop are, like, doors open, close <laughs> the door. And that just, like, and I think because everyone realizes that, that, like, that makes it even more, like, tense because you know that something's going to happen, and you know that the next scene they're going to show is his car pulling up. And then it's Willie's sense of disbelief. Also, close the blinds we have a huge blinds issue in friday night lights first it was uh the stalker uh watching tyra watch movies with landry yeah close the blinds and he doesn't know that you're sitting there watching a movie right tyra always leaves the blinds open and it drives me nuts She's like walking around in her clothes. Like she knows little stalker dudes out there. This was last season. She's all like walking around in her clothes with her blinds open. And then this season, and I wrote it again in, in all caps, blinds always open. When um, Billy comes looking in on, on uh, Mindy hanging out, you know, with, uh, was it Lila? Yeah, Lila. Yeah. And, 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 here Billy's like, oh, looking in, uh, looking in on him and stuff. It's just like, <laughs> close the blinds, man. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Have you ever walked by somebody's house and they've had their blinds open and they've been watching something really scandalous on TV? No. But, like, I guess I live in a more populated neighborhood, right? You talking about this happens to you now or this happened when you, like, used to ride your bike by Larry Vault's house? Oh, well... <laughs> Let me tell you. No, I'm saying like when we're walking Gatsby or whatever, and you're, you know, because we live in a, a, a city neighborhood. Are you about to incriminate your, before you incriminate yourself as a peeping Tom? No, just, you, can see, you can see 
people's TVs from the the, the sidewalk. Probably right? see all kinds of stuff if you walk up looking in their windows. Tyler. I mean, I'm not walking up looking in their windows, but when you got this looking, from Friday Night Lights, you learn this from Friday Night Lights that you can like leer at people from right. the street. Well, I'm just saying that you, the issue you have with Friday Night Lights is kind of a issue a lot of people have. They That's need to gross. know if they're watching something scandalous or not even scandalous. If you're watching a cable drama, you're probably going to have nudity in it. You know, like another thing days. that's awkward too is people that watch that stuff on airplanes. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <my> God. <laughs> yeah. Or when like the airplane show is showing it, like when it's on the movie and like it's something, even if it's not. They somebody- have to have regulations against that. Like, no, you've, you haven't had that ex- experience before? Oh, you mean like in the little, the ones on the seat? Yeah. It's been so long ones. since I've been on an airplane. Yeah, like you're sitting there and like the the person that's like right there, it's like right there. It's not like you walking around like looking in people's windows. This is right. like, it's like right there in your face. It's awkward. But yeah, shut the blinds, Friday Night Lights. This is, I know it's Dylan, but we can see. That means other people can see. And then also shut the door, like. That was by far the most cringeworthy moment. If you're going to have completely prevented, if you're going to have relations with your, you know, whatever, lock the door, you know, just, just, or, or even just shut it. That'll <laughs> at least give you them. Remember when, when Sarazen was hanging out with the, uh, with his house, house, uh, Carlota. Car, yeah, yeah. Carlota and grandma. There was that moment where she knocked on the door and then opened that he could throw her on the ground with the blanket and, and grandma had no idea what was going on. All right. Do your best grandma Saracen impression. Like, so I got to put my, I got to put my big glass. All right, let me, let me pull up a visual here. Uh, <laughs> my big glasses. Here you go. So what, what am I doing? Am I, am I walking Just, in? So what did, what did she say to Matt when she knocked on his door and Carlota was in the bed? <laughs> Matt, Matt, what you doing in there? Tell Carlota been eating all my snack wells. You better <laughs> tell her to stay away from the snack wells. Where's my snack well? That's a terrible grandma. <laughs> grandma needs to go. Oh, hi. It was grandma. only $2,500, Matt. <laughs> she was so happy, though. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, least favorite storyline. Uh, I think this one's obvious for me. It was at least cash and the, the pill popping abusive moment where, um, Tammy and Eric had to come rescue Tyra. You remember that? I mean, I was like, who is cash? Yeah. I just called him the annoying cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking cash. Is he like some football player that I forgot? Um, no. Yeah. That was by far. I had that, um, as by far the most irritating and uh tyra also didn't help that when she goes to see crucifictorious and oh, i have a crucifictorious picture and um and and landry's like not sucking and tyra gets this like look on her face where she's like wow a rock star is almost as good as a cowboy <laughs> like oh. she like gets this look like she's looking at landry and you knew it was going to happen. Yes, yeah, just the worst. She's like, oh, you know, I never really thought of Landry as a, a rock star, you know. That's oh, and then I'm Julie doesn't help cool. matters when she's like, oh, doesn't he look cute up there? Right. Or something. And you can just see Tyra's like, yeah. But I thought for a second that Julie was, that, that was going to experiment with uh, the bass player. 
No, no, Devin, no. Oh, I thought that was coming. I was. I looked at everybody. I was like, oh, we're about to have some 2004 <laughs> breakthrough television here. So what did you think of uh, Crucifictorious's big show? The, so Tyra pulled some strings and they played at the club. and It was good. Now, and they're going to be regulars now. You know? And they're way better than Julie's old flames, the Swede from season two. The Swede. Do you remember yeah. how bad he was? Yeah, I mean, let's not pretend like Crucifictorious is, is going to be getting any kind of deals God. anytime soon. But I mean, you know, and, I mean, for Dylan and a garage band playing their very first gig and i mean pretty good props okay uh favorite character i will start on this one because i think it's going to shock you okay my favorite character in the second half of season three was lila really okay and it was only because I, these are my notes i didn't want to throw things at her which is okay. good <laughs> That's a good start for me and Lila. Um, I really loved her friendship with Mindy. Um, the girls' night when they got drunk and sang "No Billy in My Chili" and really made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with the blinds open, right? With the blinds open. Uh, I thought she. It was cool to see her have the fun dynamic with Riggins, where she lived with them for a while and like didn't become, you know, a degenerate like the Riggins boys, but had moments where she was like drinking beer and playing video games. And good. Yeah, it was funny. Um, it, but all that being said, in the end, she did make the mature decision that she was not going to go to San Antonio State, that she was going to go to Vanderbilt. And I thought that was really just Her a buddy nice... Garrity Chin is stabbing me in the head. Look at that. Oh, man. She did get it from her dad, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she had – speaking of her dad, she had a lot to put up with from him. And even after she stood up for him with, like, her bratty siblings, like, right. remember that camping trip they went yep. on? Yep. And the kids yep. were like, hey, women, we want hemp seeds. And I don't even know. <laughs> Organic stuff. And she really fought for her dad. And her dad threw it back at her face when he spent her college fund. and. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I give Lila props. She is not my favorite character of the series overall by far. She's definitely in like the bottom, bottom five, maybe bottom three. But she was good in the second half of season three. Okay. Yeah, that does surprise me. I'm not as huge of a Lila fan as I. You I mean, used I'm, to love Lila. No, I I've always <laughs> loved Julie and still like Julie. Oh God. Three episodes left. I still like Julie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and all that happens in season five with Julie, I'm still... Don't get into it. Spoiler jar. I still have sympathy for her, and I'm waiting for her to just be terrible, and I've only got like two episodes left for her to be terrible. So, But I think that, um, I mean, I I could, I would probably, if I had to rank at the end of watching all this, all my characters, which we should probably do, we should rank all of them. We'll definitely do a series wrap-up, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm probably with you on Lila. I think the only thing that we and I have really disagreed on like super disagreed on is Julie and um, and I'm coming around on Tammy. Uh, we disagreed on Tammy at the beginning, but like, I, I mean, I think in fairness to me, she was kind of sucked at the beginning. So she's, she got better as the series went on. I think uh, that's, my, that's uh, so what was that? Was that your, Oh, your favorite character? Favorite character. Mine, mine was Sarah's and I loved everything about the scene with Matt in the street. Yeah. Um, 
coach. And also Julie and Tammy were hilarious in that um, in that scene together um, where they were like playing off each other and like laughing about, you know, he gets 10 chances to not mess up, to run the route as a wide receiver. I love – he's like, well, let's go up street right now. Like, it was just so, like – Was that was, the New York episode? It might have been. That was my Yeah, so that's episode. why I don't remember that that quickly. I was, it was so yeah. good for, like, a million different reasons. And yeah. that scene – you know what? I think when I think back on Friday Night Lights – again, I've got a couple episodes left. But I think at this point, almost done, when I think back on Friday Night Lights, that's probably going to be, like, the thing that I remember is that scene that was really, really good because it was funny, but it was, it was all coach being coach. And he was just so like, Oh, I'm not going to be wrong. And then he always gets proved wrong. And then he's always just like, you know, it's just, it was so good. It was just so good. <laughs> okay. Least favorite character. Um, I'm going to share my screen to show you mine. I think aside from cash, I think this yeah. one's a pretty easy um, Joe McCoy. Oh gosh. Terrible. Yeah. He's like almost we comic. We're supposed book. to hate him, though. Exactly. That's what I was saying. It was like he was so over the top as a villain. Yeah. It was just you know he's not only verbally abusive of his son, he's physically abusive. Yeah. He won't let him have a girlfriend. He's just so overbearing, and it kind of culminates in this really ugly moment in the parking lot between him and JD. Oh, where, it's the worst. Yeah, that was cringeworthy yeah. too. There was a lot of. They did a great job of of making a lot of cringeworthy scenes that yeah. were just well well done, well executed, well written. Yeah, so he was definitely by far my least favorite character. Um, while we're talking about him, do we want to talk about his son, JD? I thought that was Tyler Hansborough. <laughs> it does look like him in that picture. It looks like him in everything. He's it's exactly him. So, yeah, what were your thoughts? Favorite. We kind of talked about this in the last episode. Do you at all progressively feel bad obnoxious. For him? Okay. Even when his dad is so awful to him and you see what he has to go through. No, I and he's he's a character there's been two characters, one that we haven't come to yet and one and and he's the other one that at first I liked them actually and didn't really mind them and I felt kind of sorry for them and then I grew to like not be able to stand them. And it's only because of the writing was so good. Like I'm talking about like not in a different way than the way that you hate Julie because her, mm. her hair is perfect and her face is perfect or whatever reason. Oh, but like the, I hate, I, they did a great job of making me want to hate them. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I still feel like in season three, you feel a little bad for him now. The other one rhymes with Schmintz's schmad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I started off, I started off really liking and feeling sorry for Schmitz's Schmad. Well, you know what? This is not the season four or season five. I'm just saying I felt the same way about JD. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's and fair. it's because they did a good job of, of stringing me along to be that way. So I, was he your least favorite character of this no, season? No. This is going to shock you. Okay. Guess who my least favorite character is, especially considering all that I've said so far about the thing I like about the season. Tammy. Jason Street irritated the crap <laughs> out of me. I thought you just said you loved his character art. I love the way that it came to an end. And I think it's almost because he drove me nuts. Fair there enough. were several things that I wrote down that annoyed me about Jason Street's storyline this season. 
how about a big problem that I have with the New York episode that I like so much is that Jason does, you know, he gets rejected by the agent, right? Yeah. And he leaves and he does all that work with trying to get the other guy to come back with him or whatever. He does all this work, right? And then when he shows up again in Manhattan, he doesn't wear his second buy one, get one free suit. He shows up in jeans and a t-shirt. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, come on, Jay Street. Like, you're supposed to be like a legit agent. I know that you've got two suits because we were there. We <laughs> buy one, get one free suits. Not only did he not wear his other suit, he shows up wearing jeans or something. And like, what are you doing, man? That drove me nuts. I thought that was tacky and obnoxious. Um, the other thing that irritated me about Jason is that <laughs> he sees it's like, it's like a, a person comes and introduces themselves to him and he immediately wants that as a career. And we kind of talked about that a little bit. Yes, but yeah. this is where it really happened because yeah. this is this half of the season is where he met the agent and then he's like, Oh, I could be an agent. And it's like, he goes to get a biscuit at McDonald's and he's like, Oh, <laughs> I can work at McDonald's. And then it's like, you know, and it's like every single person in his entire life that he comes into contact with, he's like, oh, I could pass out mints in the urinals to people and say, you know, hi, sir, would you like a mint? Like, it's like, it's, 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 I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, I could sell cars for Buddy Garrity. Oh, I could, blah, blah, blah. and it's just like, it's like, dude, pick a career, man. Like, yeah. come on. And it just, it got to be annoying that he went out to the mailbox and was like, oh, I could be a mailman. Like, it's just, it drove me nuts. It <laughs> drove right. me nuts. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I did not expect you to say that, but you know but, what? I'm proud. I'm proud. But I was glad to see him have a, a happy, <laughs> yeah. a happy ending. <laughs> I to see him have, have things come to a, a, a nice close for, for J Street. Okay. With the waitress, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm well, glad I didn't end up with the waitress, you know, from Buffalo Wild Wings. Things ended up, you know, good for me there. Everything in street that he ended up with. Right. So, has there been any more fallout from Baby Bop finding out about the BW3s? Waitress? I don't think that she was upset so much as she was that she found out about it on the podcast. I think it was just like, but it's just, as I, as I explained to her, it's not something that just really comes up in conversation. It's, With you? I'm, oh, come on. I bet every time you would go to a Buffalo Wild Wings, you'd be like, let me tell you about this time. <laughs> what I was about to say was, I don't think the two of us have ever been to a Buffalo Wild Wings together okay. where it could have come up. Also, I have known you for many, many years, actually preceding when I dated my wife. Not, I mean, I knew her. She was my friend then. But it was the first time that you had heard about it as well. So it's not like I go around passing that around like Jason Street's business card, that that story. It's just, it's there. It's out there. It actually happened. There are people that can verify it. That, you know, like, did you Buffalo, think that we all doubted? They were well, like, oh, Buffalo, there are people that can verify it. Sometimes Buffalo Wild Wings waitresses put their number on there and, and things work out. All right, all right. Sometimes they don't work but... out. And it worked out for Jade Street. And that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. Okay, well, so we already talked about uh, my Billy Gillespie moment of the season. What was yours? Mm, I think my Billy Gillespie moment was Tim Riggins in the city. <laughs> 
Well, Tim Riggins anywhere, let's be yeah, honest. But, I mean, I think all of the places and things that Tim Riggins wanted to do in the city, again, going back to the New York City episode, I love that. It was good. It was good. And it was very Billy Gillespie. Um, who is kind of Texas come to town? I mean, you can imagine him being from Texas. And I think that's why we find Billy, uh, you know, uh, we feel like that Billy fits in well with a lot of these things because they are very Texas. I mean, couldn't you see him posted up in the corner of the landing strip? And, you know, and I think that if his first trip to New York City, he probably made some of the same suggestions on things to do that, that Tim Riggins did. Probably so. I could see that. I had a Coach Cal moment oh. of part two. Um, <laughs> when Coach Taylor gets thrown out of the game, Mm-hmm. Some might say on purpose. Right. And then goes to the bar to watch it and tries calling the plays in on his phone. That was that, good. That reminds me of every South Carolina game. That <laughs> yeah, we've it's had. Every, every single one. Every South Carolina game is exactly like that. And unfortunately for Coach, it kind of blows up in his face because. Because then Wade, they, Wade gets a shot. Right. Wade gets a shot, the, the offensive coordinator or whatever title they had given him to that point. And he wins the game, and it's this great moment. But it, it it's foreshadowing, right? It's I didn't pick up on it, but I yeah. I mean I to me when coach came back and 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 uh, I mean we can talk about it. I mean it's the rest of the season. It's the season recap. I mean yeah. when they go as far as they did, I cannot believe that 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 he could be on the hot seat. I mean that's even beyond like Kentucky. It's pretty bad. I mean, I mean, can you it, imagine us going to the Final Four and or the championship game and then the coach's job being on the line? I mean, that's so ridiculous. you're saying that the story that storyline wasn't exactly believable? No, not in any way. Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, but I think the way that they did it was, if you think about it, made a lot of sense. All of the characters that we really, really liked from that Panthers team were graduating. Oh yeah, I mean, you mean you're talking about from like a story standpoint? Yeah. With so the, let's yeah, let's no. explain what happened. So that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is, you know, JD McCoy's dad, Joe, who we already said is the worst character of the season, um, kind of becomes the manipulator of the team and what's happening. There's this big redistricting storyline, which is kind of ridiculous, but you know, maybe in small town football, this stuff happens. I don't know. Right. And so they kind of – That was obvious. You could see what the, yeah. that was coming, that you knew that mm-hmm. something was going to happen with East Dillon or whatever, yeah. you know, West Dillon. But you weren't sure what. I mean, they did a great job. I mean, I would have never thought what happened happen, would happen. So, like, you know, I think they did a good job of making it obvious that it was going that way. But like you said, um, I think I think they made it as believable as they could, and they – and they, I think this show does a really good job with the exception of all the season two characters that we laughed about last time that just disappeared into thin air yeah. of, of having a, a creative way of people leaving the show besides death or, or some other, you know, like, Oh, Oh, you didn't know they moved to, to Oregon. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, like Oh, okay. Like, so um, they did a good job. They do a good job of, of do of weaving that and navigating that in a creative way that's different from even shows that have come out since then. Right. So what happens is eventually Joe Joe McCoy gets his way and Wade Aikman becomes the head coach at Dillon, taking Coach Taylor's job. 
even though Coach Taylor took the team to state. And That's just not realistic. It's crazy. And Coach Taylor is asked to take the job at East Dillon. Right. Which is on the proverbial wrong side of the tracks, or I think right. in this case, the river. Um, and the show, the season ends with Tammy, who, of course, is the principal of Dillon. Right. Coming into Billy and Mindy's wedding, knowing the decision that the board right. had just made looking at her husband and without a word, he knows. And yeah. I thought that was my most real moment. That was of, cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Cause it, you know, we talk a lot about the relationship, how yep. great their chemistry is. Yeah. That they how, don't even have to talk. Yep. That was awesome. And it's just this like heartbreaking moment because you, you know, they're just such great actors. Um, and so, but they have a new adventure and it takes the show in a totally new direction, which we're going to talk about in our next episode when we start season four. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really, really great. Um, it, it, it's very shocking as a viewer to see that because you've got, you've had three seasons getting used to Dylan. And, he's the coach of the Panthers. Yeah. Right. He's, he's coach Eric Taylor, as, yeah. as grandma would say. Right. And, and Buddy, I mean. Yeah. What's Buddy going to do? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Um, so that was my most real moment. Um, do you have a most real moment? Yeah, I kind of already talked about it a little bit, but I had written down my most real moment as Ty, as Tyra playing the perfect high school girl and, um, and all of a sudden going in one day from full-on cowboy to full-on rock star. Um, <laughs> she just, I mean, she all of those weeks or months or however long that was of cash, uh, just so just stupid. faded away in the fog machines of Crucifictorious. As everything should. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. All you need in life to change your perspective is a little Crucifictorious. But I mean, I think the dumbest thing, that the most unrealistic thing about the whole East Dillon um, Panthers thing with Wade, with Coach Wade, was you would think that the folks making the decision about the coaching would have more perspective and more foresight than making a decision around one kid who's only going to be there for like I mean what how old is JD is he like a sophomore he was a freshman I think junior even so when yeah. you're thinking about the coach you're in theory thinking about more than a one or two year investment and to completely choose your head coach is one thing for an assistant maybe but in what profession do they choose the head coach based upon one kid? I think in any college or high school program, that's stupid. Like no one would ever do that because they know that that kid could go. And even in the best case scenario, they stay, he's going to be there for three, four years in the best case scenario. I mean, like what? I think it just proves that in these small towns, money talks and Joe yeah. McCoy's got the money. And what does he do? Do we know what he does? I don't remember. Real I mean, estate, like maybe. Massive house in Dillon. Yeah, that house. Huh? He makes shit happen. Oh, yeah. Matt said he makes shit happen. I guess. I don't remember does that. He like, does he like McCoy? You like Joe McCoy, Matt? No. No. no oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Thank goodness. I was like, what? <laughs> Um, so before we wrap things up, my best sports moment was from state. Uh, so we had talked about Saracen having to play the role of wide receiver once JD McCoy took his job. 
Yeah. And uh, he actually goes back in at quarterback. Yeah. And he gets benched, which is great. Yeah, good. My favorite moment was when Riggins threw the touchdown pass to Saracen. That was awesome. Take the lead. And even though, you know, Dylan lost the state championship, which I thought was pretty realistic you know at least they didn't give them the win like they did in season one right? well that's what that's what baby bop said she looked at me and she said that's what you wanted to happen in season one and i said yeah and they that's what they tell they totally should have flipped those two seasons because yeah. even more outrageous would it have been if they had won state and then fired coach well i don't think they could have done that why why not he took him to state i mean he was one player but he lost. Out of here he lost and if- but he's still he went to state from Dylan. I mean, come on. <laughs> Dylan is just trash. It is. <laughs> one it's thing got I've like noticed, four people in the landing strip. I know. So one thing I've noticed upon rewatching this that, you know, I, I, my thoughts about it changed over time. At first when Te- Coach Taylor took the job at TMU as the yeah. quarterback's coach or something. Right. And they had this scene where they showed him in the airplane and, the air, like, he was looking out the window at yeah. the Dillon Stadium. I was like, that is so unrealistic. There's no way. But then there's another episode later on where they show the airport in the background. And then I right. was like, oh, and it's called the Landing Strip. Of course it's next to the airport. So, right. yeah. Yes, I had that. that. And you see all you see planes flying around all the time. Yeah, I know. I had that. But I think I that's just because so... they film it actually in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, we all have to look that up. I'm pretty sure they filmed it somewhere in Texas, but yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you have a good best sports moment? Um, just, I mean, there wasn't many. I was gonna say um, it was it was actually the um, scene I talked about from this in the street. Um, that was that was yeah, just so. Was it was like a. It was just great. That's how I imagine a tryout off the books going. Like it just was good. And then I liked after that how coach looked over like the moment that you were hoping for in practice where he looks over and he was like, all right, try run around it wide receiver. Yeah. And then it's just like, yes. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch that episode. Now you've talked about you really it. really so need much. to. And you just laugh at the fact that Jason doesn't use his second buy one, get one free suit. But other than that, if you can put that aside, it's a great episode. All right, cool. Any any lingering thoughts on season three? It was a it was a great season. After season two, which was so bad in my opinion, at least, they kind of got back on track. You got to see characters grow, evolve. We're gonna say goodbye to some of them. Yeah, it was lighter than um, than season four. Um, so it wasn't my favorite season when I watched it. But now looking back, um, I'm it's probably my favorite season so far even though i like five actually five i don't know yeah i like five um but i i yeah i don't i don't think that i don't think that three was my favorite at the time but in comparison to four which we're gonna have to talk about which i just thought was so heavy um i liked three a lot there was just way too much non-football stuff i think in three and four um but especially for like, we shouldn't have to sit. I mean, I, okay. I think we Don't should have to sit here. I'm not, I'm saying I said, I think that we should have to think really hard about the best sports moment. And they've kind of made it easy for us the last couple of times. Cause there really haven't been that many good sports moments. Like, yeah. Um, and, and I found that, I mean, you think about season one where it's like Monday 
Tuesday. It's like all like counting down to Friday night, and and it's just it's a very different show. I would agree with that. I think that's fair. And I loved all the sports because remember we talked about that in some of our earlier podcasts how um, how they did just an awesome job from the writing team of you not knowing what was going to happen in the games, and and like Baby Bop would look over at me and she'd be like, I'm like sweating, like sitting here like thinking about like. I'm like getting stressed out about are they going to win or lose this game? Yeah. And I think really the only moment that we had was coach Taylor getting kicked out and stayed as far as like a lot of game footage that we saw in this half of the season. And I think for a show that's supposed to be about football, that's a little bit dumb, but don't complain because it gets even worse in season four. But season four has its moments, which we will get no, to. It's great. It's just, you, know, you just have to put aside the fact that it's a football show. Right. Well, you gotta you gotta build characters and stuff like that. When they when you have to start over with basically with no an entire new school, you know you gotta. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about season four, but and you know why, right? Yes, I know. If you if you and I are on the same lines, and when I think of season four, there's only one thing I think about, and it just makes me irritated just thinking about it. But we're gonna leave. I I think we're thinking about the same thing. Okay. That'll be even better then. Yeah. So if you guys are watching along at home, I know E had a big marathon. They showed all of Friday Night Lights. Somebody year. tweeted us about that. Did we yeah. get any good? Did we get any good tweets or anything since we did the last one? Uh, just you've been on vacation. People, you're too busy to check. Uh, well, you know, a lot yeah. of people were watching the uh, the marathon on E in China. Okay. And like I forgot how bad so and so was and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, don't forget to leave us a review on I, or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Or we've had a couple good uh, YouTube comments. I think yeah, we had one that was not a, a Russian bot, which was nice. We have two that are not Russian. <laughs> Stop the presses. I know one that said uh, rig it or no, uh, all of fake Barney's takes are ridiculous, or his hot <laughs> takes are just too. That hot. was the bot. That was the bot. Then it totally said like call me six nine six nine. Yeah. And then I noticed yeah. today we had one which I guess you had compared or maybe it was me compared friday night lights to game of thrones and said that game of thrones was a better show the, the person did not like that comment at all oh, they did like i think that was me actually <laughs> just kidding. and i think there was some context there i don't you know whatever oh well, we'll come back we'll revisit that in our series yeah. recap oh i'll you know they they can eat it so you can, if you don't like it, you can just leave. All right, well, we'll end it on that note. Next episode, we will recap the first half of season four. Uh, that might be out later this week, or we might save it for next week. Sports are starting up, and we're starting to get really busy. So, uh, But we're going to get this done. We're going to promise to do it. So. Let's do it. We're going to do it like like, like uh, Becky and, and what's his name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Put some money in the spoiler jar. Barney owes me money. I said, what's his name? (laughs) All right, so clear eyes, full hearts. Go Kate. Go Kate.